Fourth and final hour, Darren, Donick, and Chase on this Thursday afternoon. Don't forget, Predators wrap up this three-game road trip out in Glendale, Arizona tonight versus the Coyotes. Nine o'clock puck drop. I'll have pregame for you starting at eight o'clock and everything heard right here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Darren McFarlane, Chase McCabe alongside Willie D out in Arizona. He'll be back on the show and in studio with us tomorrow on the program. We have told you for days we're very excited about our weekly guest every Thursday at this time. He is Elliot Friedman, Sportsnet's NHL insider. And Elliot Friedman uh, every week is brought to you by Carrie Zire with Remax Elite. El- Elliot, how you doing? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? Uh, we're excited. Uh, we really appreciate you doing this, and we're excited to talk hockey with you every Thursday at this time. Well, I'm happy to do it, but I know that people are only excited because you're giving away free tickets. I saw the tweet, so yeah. <laughs> I know it's not me. I know it's the tickets. Well, how about it's a combo? They're, they're, you're right. They are excited <laughs> about that, too. But but here's the beauty. They, they have to listen. They, I, we, we've told them. Like, the only way you win tickets, you have to listen to Elliot Freeman, and, and there will be a question that came from that interview every week, and that's the only way you're going to know the answers if you're listening to the interview. So we are making the listeners make sure that they do not miss this segment with you, and that's important to us. So it's a little bit of a combination well, I appreciate of both. It. I'm happy to do it. I'm really happy to do it. Uh, before we get into the Preds game tonight, uh, we were talking about this earlier in the show. How about the game-winning goal for Sonny Milano last night in the Columbus victory over the Stars? Was that sick or what? The thing I love most about it was when they cut to the shot on the bench after the game and the coaches were laughing. Yes, like yes. That, that, that's when you know you really have something special is that you, you get guys like Tortorella to break up during a game and they laugh while the play is happening. Um, you know, I think the thing that really kind of shocked us as we were watching it is everybody knew that guy Milano was a really talented guy but he's had trouble making it consistently on a team. And I think when a guy who is in that position pulls out that kind of move, the confidence to do it when you're trying to prove you're a full-time NHLer, that is a guy with big brass ones. And I kind of like that about it. No doubt about it. Uh, The Predators went into Vegas on Tuesday night and beat the Golden Knights. Before I ask you about that Golden Knights team, even though it was in a Predators win. I was very impressed with them. Uh, there's some news on their front. A guy that we saw in that game, uh, Valentin Zykov, it looks like he has been told by the NHL and the PA that mm-hmm. he must sit down for the next 20 games. Yeah, it was a, that, that's a PED suspension, uh, sure looks like. Um, you know, still trying to gather as much information as we can about it. Um, you know, I mean... We don't see a lot of these in the NHL, um, and so anytime it happens, it's big news. Um, like I said, I'm still trying to gather a lot of information on it to try to figure out what there is. Um, but it's the it's the what I think about the first one since Nate Schmidt, who was a year ago, and he really protested his innocence. He was a guy who said that, and it turned out it was a really minute trace. And Nate really fought hard to try to clear his reputation. And I do know that as part of the talks they're having right now for the next CBA, he wanted to see if he could change the, you know, I guess the threshold for what is illegal because it was so small with him. 
Um, but we'll see. I mean, like I said, it's still really new, and we're still trying to figure out exactly what's going on. But we know in the last particular case, uh, it was a guy who really fought hard to clear his name. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Gerard Gallant gave the Predators a lot of credit in their win Tuesday night, said basically they outworked them and outplayed them and deserved the win. The Predators did. They turned it on in the second period with three goals and then finished it off with a, a power play goal in the third to skate away with the 5-2 victory after trailing 2-1. Uh, the Predators were impressive that night. It was a nice response after losing to L.A. to begin the road trip. But I, I've got to be honest, while we have been very impressed here with the Predators, I was also, even in a loss, very impressed with that Vegas roster. They are loaded, Elliot, and I don't think they're going away anywhere. I think that, to me, in my opinion, they are absolutely the favorites to win that division over in the Pacific but man, you just—they—they they don't give you very many breaks up and down their lineup. Man, they got some guys that can absolutely get after it and put the puck in the back of the net. They're a good team, uh, you know. When you—you you know, when in your conference, the West, you know that there are some teams that you're gonna—you're sitting there and you're saying, if we want to win the Stanley Cup or even compete for the Stanley Cup, we're gonna have to go through a couple of places. And I know they're not in your division, and that might mean you don't see them early. But one of the teams you're looking at is Vegas. And the thing I like about them is they're a throwback team. Um, you know, the sport, um, it, it's it, the playoffs are nasty. I mean, you guys have watched it. You guys have lived it. The playoffs are really nasty, edgy. It's not for the faint of heart. If you've got a bit of a yellow streak, you're not going to go anywhere. And, but the regular season isn't always like that. Vegas plays like that all the time, all the time. The, you, you get a team that is not only going to try to score against you, they're going to run over you. And in their first two years, out of 81 games at home, they lost 22 of them in regulation. I think they were 53-22-7. and seven. And we all know why that is, because all the people who go to Vegas – they're more interested in what to do around the rink than at the <laughs> rink. So I, I'm sure there's a little bit of a Vegas flu going around. So for a team to go in there and play the way like you guys did the other night, that's impressive. That doesn't happen too often. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a positive sign for what the Predators are going to do this year. One thing your team is going to be able to do is score and score a lot and – even you're going to make good teams look bad on some nights, and you guys did the other night. No doubt about it. They certainly have uh, been doing that, scoring it with 28 goals through the first six games of the season. And, you know, the 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 guy we've talked about forever, and it finally happened, right? We've been talking yeah. about Matt Duchesne. In fact, I even declared on this show in the off season. I said, if Matt Duchesne doesn't come here, I swear I'm never talking about him again. I Like, I'm done. I'm done talking about Deshane. You did say that. All right? And, and of course, it happened. But it, So you get that marriage, and it finally happens, and he's here, and he's going to be here a long time. But then it has to play out on the ice, and that's been the cool part. Here's a guy who wanted to be here. He's here. He's His family, they love being here. They wanted to be in this market. They wanted to play for the Predators. And yep. also, it's translating on the ice, and that's been the cool thing to see. And, oh, by the way, he's a great guy to deal with. But through six games, Matt Deshane looks very comfortable in this Predator system. We were kind of joking about it at our station one day that it's sort of like that romance movie where the two lead characters are supposed to get together for so many years, 
and there's always a circumstance that prevents them from meeting or getting together. <laughs> and finally, at the end, they, they, they meet up and they live happily ever after. We were joking about it. It's like <laughs> Nashville was one side of the couple. Matt Duchesne was the other side of the couple. You thought they'd get together. No. You thought they'd get together. No. I mean, if you really think about it, there's probably about two or three times where you really thought that Duchesne was going to become a predator before this happened. And now you just hope you're in the happily ever after phase. It looks good. Like, you know, the one thing that made it look like it would make sense is you guys love to play offense. You have a coach that preaches a, a very aggressive style. You, you get to play for a lot of coaches in a lot of sports, and it's, it's, they're, they're coaches who either are uncomfortable with risk or they always worry about defense first. And it doesn't always work. You've got a guy there who's aggressive. He likes to have offensive players and good offensive players can thrive under him. And I think that's a good match for Duchesne. It looks great so far. I mean, you're going to have the, the time where he goes five games without a point. And I hope people don't think the romance is going bad, but you know, I think it certainly looks like it's a fit. We're talking to Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet. You can check out his 31 Thoughts column at sportsnet.ca. And I can't believe I get to ask the question because it hasn't come up yet. Uh, what are you hearing about the Predators and Captain Roman Yossi? Where are they on their negotiations? You know, it's funny. I did I, I did the one of the, uh, I guess, the, the Predators podcast last week, and they waited until the last question. I said, and they almost didn't ask it. And I said, wait a sec. I know why you guys are calling me. I know why you guys are calling me. Why are you dancing around it? Why are you waiting this long? I, I know you want to hear the take on Yossi and the Predators. So I got to say, I was surprised this one went four questions too. So I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I think last week, um, I know his agent is based in L.A. Uh, the Predators obviously were there last weekend. They played there last Saturday. I think they had a conversation. Um, you know, I, I think I get the sense the most people I talk to around the league guys think this is going to get done. They, they find it very hard to believe that Nashville and Yossi won't work this out. There are, he's too good a player and yours is too good a situation for the two of them not to figure it out. Sometimes these negotiations, they turn, everybody starts grinding. We've all done negotiations for contracts ourselves. People listening to this right now, they've all done contracts, most of them anyway. And you know that sometimes it gets there's that grinding situation where you're, you're just trying to get both sides are just trying to get what they can. So I think the key number here is is nine. Um, that's where I think Yossi and his representatives would like to get to. Like, I think at the end of the day, it's going to get done. I can't tell you for sure the number is going to start with a nine, but I think that's kind of the hurdle right now. I just think it'll happen. You just have to grind your way to get there. You've dealt with David Poyle for a long time, as we have, and we know that you know he doesn't like to do the no trade, the no move clause. Pecorine had it in his contract, and then... Duchesne gets it for the last three years, or part, you know, partial, the last three years of his contract. Do you think that that could be a, a, a sticking point in in some negotiations? Because now he's he's shown willingness to add that to a contract. I think that 
they, I, I, the one thing I had heard in the summer, because I had heard guys that there was momentum in the summer, and it kind of stalled around the time where, you know, Yossi, he got married, and he went on his honeymoon, and, you know, I think that just kind of was a natural hitch in the whole process. But what I had heard in the summer was that the Predators had made it clear that they knew that this was a, a, a different situation, that, you know, he was their captain, that things were changing in the NHL in terms of some of the things that had been happening, and they recognized that they were probably going to have to do things that they hadn't done in the past, and they understood it. So I would assume that um, he's going to get some sort of no-trade protection or, or protection, maybe for, I don't know, the begin- I don't know if it'll be more for the beginning than the end, but I, I think that there was, I don't know the exact ins and outs of it, but I do believe they were understanding or willing to give some protection for certain parts of the contract that were more than they usually did. I think everybody recognized that this was a unique situation with a unique player in the history of the team. Another player that was talked about quite a bit over the summer with the Predators was Kyle Turris, and David Poyle said on multiple occasions that you know they wanted to see him bounce back, and I know they're there were rumors out there that maybe he tried to trade him and you know or there were you know a potential situation with that but so far he's had a good start to the season four points in six games what are your thoughts on Kyle Turris I am a, a big uh, part of the Kyle Turris fan club I am a, a huge fan of his game I was as astonished as anyone else last year to see the what happened I, I mean I couldn't I, I could not believe it um you know, I, I've always liked Turris's game. Uh, two years ago, when he was in Ottawa, and they, or I guess, yeah, I guess, it, yeah, two years ago, seventeen, when when he was in Ottawa, and they went to uh, Game Seven of the of the Eastern Conference Final, lost to Pittsburgh in double overtime. He played unbelievable. He was so good that playoffs for that team was such a key part that when I saw him last year. It was almost like to me he'd been kidnapped and replaced by another human. Like it was, it was that weird for me to see the way he played last year. He's off to a really good start. There have been some rumblings in the last couple of days that uh, that Nashville may be trying to move him. I could see it. I don't have confirmation of that. The Predators haven't explicitly said that to me, but I can see the theory around it. Um, it'll be interesting because I think the only way that he can be moved is if he continues to play and produce the way he started this year. But the more he does that, you know, the more you may want to keep him. So I think it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I just hope that the tourist that we're seeing this year, who's a bit more of a producer, is closer to the is, – is, it means he's back to where he used to be because that guy who played last year, guys, I have no idea who it was. That was not the Kyle Tourist that I've watched for most of his career. Good stuff. Uh, off and running, Elliot Freeman every Thursday at this time. He's with Sportsnet, their NHL insider. Elliot, we really enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to this every week. Thanks for doing this. And let me just say, I got a text while we were on from somebody about that situation we mentioned at the beginning, uh, Zikoff from uh, Vegas. It's interesting. If you look at the statement, last year Vegas really defended Schmidt. Mm-hmm. This time, nope. it's not the same. They they went after him. I think it's 
it's interesting that this is, and it'll be interesting then to see when this is over how Vegas handles it because it's rare for a team to release a statement like that. It's it's very this one obviously is not this story is not over. That's for sure. I I equate to what I just read uh, to your point. Vegas, the Golden Knights, the organization are like my eight year old son. You just got the brutal truth. Like, nope, we didn't. Do- he, he did it. He did it. He put it in his body. We didn't tell him to do that. He that he did that on his own. That's what my eight year old would do. He would blame somebody else. And boy, you're right. It's totally different than last year with Schmidt. Well, I wonder if it's because you know Vegas is worried that oh, this is two in a year from Vegas. What are they doing there? Yeah, that's a good point. Like 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 I could see just my immediate reaction. Uh, I, like my my buddies joke and say your immediate reaction, meaning like you have no special insight, just like normal, um, <laughs> is is like you look at that and you say, okay, that's a team that's saying we're we don't want people to think that this is us, and we want everyone to know that this is the player. Very good point, Elliot. Thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. All right, guys. Speak to you next week. All right, that is Elliot Friedman. With Sportsnet, and of course, every week, his visit here on Darren Donick and Chase brought to you by Carrie Zire. Remax Elite. When we come back at some point in the next segment, we'll ask you a question about something that happened in this interview and your chance to win some Predators tickets. That's all coming up next on Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025, the game.